Welcome to this episode of Your Wellness MD Podcast. Family physician and wellness expert, Dr. Daniela Stein, has meaningful conversations that will take your health to the next level. She explores the connection between a healthy body, mind, and soul, and shares tips that will enable you to thrive. Dr. Stein has helped thousands of people have a better quality of life by improving their health with science-based knowledge, education, better nutrition, mindfulness, and lifestyle choices. Join us today, empowering you to live your best life with optimal health. Good day and welcome to today's episode of Your Wellness MD Podcast. Today we will be chatting with Dr. Richard Stramko. Good day and welcome, Dr. Stramko. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, Dr. Richard Stramko practices geriatric medicine and internal medicine at St. Peter's and Jurabinsky Hospitals in Hamilton. He's an assistant professor at McMaster University. He is the co-founder of ARIA Electronic Health Records and Handover. It's a cutting-edge health tech company rapidly expanding throughout Canada in hospitals and outpatient clinics. He has served as the chief medical officer of a publicly traded remote chronic disease management company called TSXV, and currently he consults for US-based Kerna Health. He received his medical degree from the University of Toronto and completed international internal medicine and geriatrics residencies at UBC. He completed a behavioral neurology fellowship at the University of California, San Francisco, and he actively works with patients with neurodegenerative diseases. He co-founded an award-winning online education platform called www igerrycare.ca. This is to help caregivers of patients with dementia to improve caregiver self-efficacy. This has been funded by the Center for Aging and Brain Health Innovation, the Alzheimer's Society, and Hamilton Health Sciences Foundation. His passion is making solutions that are simple, intuitive, and cost-effective for healthcare providers for patients and their families. This is such an incredible resume, and I'm so excited to have Dr. Stramko on my show today. Dr. Stramko is the perfect doctor to chat about burnout from a physician's perspective, you know, during this pandemic, because he's lived and experienced this from all different sides. He's experienced the way you as our listeners did. He's a parent with young children. He's a doctor. He's also a small business owner. Tell me about you, Richard. Well, yeah, I just, uh, I, I have a broad range of interests and I think I'm, I'm addicted to solving complex problems. So larger systems, when there's lots of people and different stakeholders at play, I want things to be efficient for people that are either using software or other services and providing optimal care. So it's not a lot of waste in the system and people get what they need. Um, and I think a lot of that is like trying to get people what they need in a timely fashion so that they don't get burnt out 
and they yeah. can live their best lives. Yeah. Uh, and so much of, I'm sure you've experienced this, so much of the problems uh, bar- or barriers that people face are systemic barriers. Yeah. So oh, for sure. if you want to get solving them, you got to, you got to delve into some complex problems. Oh, that's awesome. And that's something we saw at our hospital during this burnout. Oh, during, sorry, during this pandemic, we tried to see, you know, what is really causing burnout in our physicians. And it, it wasn't so much caring for patients because we enjoy caring for patients. What caused our burnout was these systemic issues, you know, our EMR that's maybe not as user friendly. Tell me a bit about yourself. We said you're a geriatrics doctor. To our podcast listeners, what is a geriatrics doctor? So it's an internal medicine physician who specializes in people um, that are usually older or have aging associated diseases. And it's not necessarily in a specific age, but a certain collection of conditions that kind of tend to come together. So as you get older, your muscles don't work quite as well. They get a bit smaller. Your heart doesn't be quite as strong. Your brain isn't quite as sharp. Um, all of your physiology changes. You have more fat, you have less muscle. Uh, and, and as you age, there's all the medical comorbidities or medical conditions that you obtain, right? It's, you have three when you're young, you'll have 10 or 12. And so we specialize in taking care of cognitive problems. So dementias or other neurodegenerative conditions like Parkinson's disease, people that are getting to be frail and falling quite a lot, people that need significant social supports at home, people that have psychiatric illness. And then on top of that, uh, all of those things interface with their basic internal medicine problems. So if you have heart failure, but you can't remember to take your medications, those medications don't do very well for you. Or, you know, if you're seeing a gastroenterologist because you're losing weight, but the problem is the social issue and that somebody's not delivering food to you, or you can't get access to food because you can't afford it. So, um, so that's kind of what we, we specialize in the complex care of older or younger frail adults. Yeah, and that's that's very complex. I know in hospital when I refer someone to a geriatrics doctor, say I refer to anyone else, urologist or nephrologist, it's a 10-minute consult. When I refer to a geriatrics, it's a whole day consult, you know, to really look at all the different systems. It's, it's incredible work that you're doing. And then so over this past two years during this pandemic, it's been tough on everyone. You know, how have you personally experienced this? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the biggest the biggest thing is just you know going in and rounding in the hospital and and knowing that you're not the only person that ex- that's experiencing the burnout or the moral injury of stress and being one of the people that really carries the ball for the rest of society. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you see these spikes and stuff, and people stay home, but when you're the one who actually has to like don the PPE and go and deal with you know COVID patients or um, deal with all of the complexities that come after a COVID admission, right? So it's like, I may see them as a geriatrician after they've been in hospital for six weeks and then, um, you know, not being able to take care of them as well when there's gaps in care and the personal support workers are off sick. And so mm. it's just a really stressful situation because it's not just you feeling those things. It's the the moral kind of injury of understanding that everyone around you is in this darker place. Yeah. And you just, you know, the, the vibe on the hospital wards has been completely different and oh, for sure. certainly it certainly fluctuates with the different waves as well. So it's been quite challenging. And then, um, you know, on the personal side, it's like I, at the beginning of January, it's like the, the very classic story. It's like, okay, so now there's this fourth wave coming. 
the kids are all stuck at home. My wife's stuck at home with the kids, right? Um, and then I get redeployed for COVID ward. So it's God, like, that's just brutal. And, and so it's like, and, and yeah, it's like, a two, you know, and then you've got like a two and a half month old, like everybody's sleep deprived. Now my wife is like taking care of everybody at home. She's sleep deprived. The kids don't get the regular stimulation that they need. I feel terrible. Cause I, you know, I'm just leaving her to deal with this stuff and then go to a hospital where it's like, you know, you're experiencing this kind of, you know, negative vibe and fear too, right? Fear and anxiety. Yeah. Um, so it's been a, it's been a, a, a challenging, real challenging couple of years. For right? sure. And this is one of the things that I always tell my clients or patients to look out for sleep deprivation. You know, that's, that's your first red flag sign. And yeah. and you, you have had the sleep deprivation with a new baby, you know, even before anything else, you start off with sleep <laughs> deprivation. That's, that's quite rough. <laughs> Absolutely. What strategies have you implemented for yourself, knowing that you have a big emotional toll at work and that you have this yeah. deep deprivation at home? How how do you manage it personally? Well, it's funny. It's funny because I like you. You get established into these different patterns, and so I do, I struggle with anxiety, right? So over there, I I've seen psychologists and I've sought professional help with my family physician and. Um, I've built in social supports over the course of time. So sometimes when life is good, I don't, I don't need any of those things. I'm like, you know, when, when the stars align and there aren't all of those stresses that start to take place, but I think you've probably experienced this as well in that unpredictably Mm -hmm. all of the different domains in your life tend to converge at at some point. And that's really when that I I feel prone to like to burnout. When it's like a, the business will be stressful and family might be stressful and then the medical work will be stressful. And so having done a bit of the work, I know who to reach out to at what point in time. So uh, instead of hesitating and being like, oh, should I call these people? What should I do? It's like, no, I do it. I can feel it. And I just need to call these people as soon as I possibly can and get as much help as I possibly can uh, in the system. Um, and, you know, you can, you can try and prevent it all you want with kind of exercising and regular contract, you know, contact with people and, and talking out your feelings and your emotions and gaining insight. But there are those times where you can't. And so yeah. it's knowing when to, it's more forcefully and, you know, proactively seek that help. Uh, but this, this is very valuable what you're saying, because the one thing that you're saying is, is to seek help. But when you see those red flag signs, you know, not to wait till you're at that point where you can't get out of bed, where you can't move yourself, but but to see it coming, you know, see what's in your life, your red flag signs and, and to seek help. That's the one thing. And then the other thing you mentioned was social support. So I've gone through burnout in my life, even before COVID. And I've worked with patients who go through burnout, but I've never recognized the importance of social support. It was only now once that we've gone through this burnout and we didn't have that social structure that I recognize, you know, it's one of our pillars of preventing burnout is is having that support, having that social system around you. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's profound. Uh, And uh, anecdotally, I've seen so many patients with cognitive decline and weirdly, it's it's always all all over the place. Like, oh, was this? You know, it started one year ago, eight years ago, five years ago. But there was so many of them that were like March twenty twenty, March twenty twenty. As soon as the as soon as the isolation hit, and who knows whether it was just unmasking stuff that was there before, 
but based on the history, it wasn't. Mm. And it's been fascinating too. Like, so, you know, we do a lot of work in terms of dementia prevention and how like 40% of it is, is lifestyle related. And if you do them, you can prevent it. And one of the things Mm. is social isolation, you know, and social isolation is associated with heart disease and increased risk of death and cognitive decline. So it's not just like this, Oh, I would like, I'd like to be friends with somebody. It's like, we are social beings. It's essential. It's a core part of who we are and you need, you need to have that built in for sure. Yeah, this is it's incredible. It's it's awesome to talk to you. I wish we could replicate you so that you talk to all my patients as well. But but I'll do this podcast and tell everyone to listen to your podcast because it's so profound what you're saying. And and then so as I said earlier, one of the big things that we have found in our hospital that really caused burnout for our physicians was our our EMR. You know, it is it's so frustrating all these hiccups that we've had to go through with our electronic medical records and this is something that you recognize because this has been a problem for a very long time that we as physicians we want to see patients we want to help patients but now our record keeping is is, is really a problem and it, it takes a lot out of you and and you created a solution for this to decrease stress for physicians tell me about that yeah. So initially we started off you trying to optimize the hospital workflow. As you know, it's so bad. So we had our, our first product was ARIA handover. And so you, you're a hospitalist. So you know what it's like to take care of a long list of people. When you take over that list of 20, 25 people, maybe 30, you're like, who are these people? What have they been through? Some have been in the hospital for six months. Some have been in the hospital for two days. Who's the sickest patient? And so we set up a list management tool where you could triage everybody, understand how sick they are, uh, have really succinct summaries, manage your tasks, assign people overnight tasks. And there was a mobile app and an online solution, like a web-based app. So people could not only see their patients, but you could auto-generate your notes based on your handover. So, you know, you know some, you'd have to write out your note or type out your note. And then usually there's a separate handover document. Yeah. So you're duplicating. So this just allowed you to do one thing really quickly. And so we were pretty successful. We saved physicians like two hours a day in their, their charting time. So they got out earlier. Their quality of life improved oh, and the, comprehend- the comp- comprehensiveness of care improved. Yeah. However, you're, you know what it's like as well to work with hospitals and that they're very risk adverse. Mm. Um, they don't want to change anything. And so even yeah. though we went to them and we're showing them these things, they, um, the procurement process the business side of it didn't work. So we were like, there's just the outpatient EMR market is just as um, uh, in need of a yes. major overhaul as well. Yes. And so, you know, talking to family physicians saying, oh man, we take home 20 charts at night or 30 mm. charts at night, and we're constantly filling out p- paperwork, but it's also because it takes you 10 clicks to enter one medication. Yeah. So yeah. we've designed a solution. It's ARIA electronic health record where we've taken con- into consideration all of those subtle nuances decreased your click count, made it beautiful and modernized it. So it looks like the rest of the internet. It's kind of like the Apple of uh, EMR products in terms of form and fit and function and aesthetics, and then building up the comprehensiveness of features over time. So for instance, as an example, um, we've had people implement in their clinic and they can decrease their MOA time by about 40%. They've increased their billings by 25 to 50%. Sure. Um, and it saves them money. It's actually, you know, a yeah. bit cheaper than other products. So, and you know, so let's say you get through your caseload faster, then that's great. You can go home earlier. 
Um, or if you wanted to see more patients and bill more, um, you can do that. Or if you're more efficient, you don't have to take your charts home. Yes. So, yes. Right. That's the and goal. That, that's a big thing because because it prevents burnout. It gives you better patient care because if you're drained, you know, if your EMR drains the life out of you, then you're not as full of energy and as present with your next patients. You know, so it really improves patient care, right? Uh, and you you know the frustration of like trying to get something done and they're and they're all ugly. They're so <laughs> ugly. And you don't know what is what. It's designed by some engineer yes, 20 years not ago. Not by doctors, yes. No. So that's, that's our big thing. It's, it's, it's thing by is. physicians, for physicians. Uh, we feel your pain and we want to solve that pain. We want to improve your quality of life, save you money or make you more money. Like whatever it is, we want to be there for you. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I wish I knew about your product even sooner because I worked all over Canada. I worked in, in BC and in Alberta. I did locums everywhere. And every time it's a new EMR that you have to learn. Mm. And then every time there's all these inefficiencies because none of these things are intuitive. As you said, these programs were all developed 20 years ago. So, so none of them make sense. So to have a product like yours is absolutely incredible. It's going to decrease physician burnout next level that that's awesome uh, we're really excited we're like we say simplify your practice right and uh we want to provide solutions that are simple exactly as they're saying simple you get them uh, intuitive uh, cost effective like transparent you're not like oh i got this extra charge oh you just increased my bill it's like this is what we're you're paying it's mm. it's not a big um it's not a big mystery in terms of in terms of what you're paying you know so mm-hmm. All of those points where you get frustrated with your your EMR were there to to solve as well. And so we've spread to we're in in New Brunswick, in Ontario, in Alberta, and oh, BC so far, and probably in the fantastic. next year, yeah, we'll be looking to get into the US market. So oh, awesome, good for you. So if any of our listeners, if there is any physician listeners who want to reach out and find out more, how, where can they find out more about Aria Health? Absolutely. So uh, we're really active on LinkedIn. So if you search Aria Health on LinkedIn, we're at www.ariaehrarya.com. And then, yeah, you're, you're able to look it up from there. So Good, good. And I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description of my podcast for our listeners to see. And maybe even some of our listeners with their patients and their doctor looks burned out, they can recommend this to their doctor to consider. Sounds good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and to our podcast listeners, you know, if you think you might be suffering from burnout, take this serious. If you heard now, even doctors go and see their doctors, their psychologists to help. So, so take take your health seriously. You, you'll be a better parent. You'll be a better person. You'll be a better help to everyone around you once you are healthy. So, so definitely make sure that you seek help. That I, I actually took the same program that I work through with my patients when I work through burnout, and I turned that into an online course. So for those of you who don't have access to me, you can work through all this content on your own, at your from your home on your own pace. And, and during this course, you'll learn how to identify the signs of burnout. You, you'll learn how to set boundaries, to manage your stress, to sleep better, to exercise more. Because I really want to help you to feel like yourself again so that you can start living life the way you want to. Let's get healthy and well together. Thanks, Dr. Richard Stramko, for spending time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. And I'm going to 
go take this course. Make sure you send the details over to me. I'll do that. I'll put it down in the description. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode today by medical doctor Daniela Stein. Follow us on social media and subscribe to our newsletter at www.wellnessmdhealth.com to stay up to date on educational resources that will take your quality of life to the next level. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider. Never disregard medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Remember, you are created to thrive.